welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is eight minutes after the hour. And Larry Whalen is on board with us from Modern Arms. Over at the Brown Station location. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> uh, Good morning. Yeah. I was looking through uh, some of these firearms and, uh, and, and something else that you brought along, too. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the last three programs in a row, uh, somebody has brought in what I would argue is my favorite firearm. And I think the one that you're going to talk about about an hour from now is, without a doubt, the best of all of them. We'll get into that about an hour from now. In the, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, if I can stop drooling on the damn thing, we'll get on and talk about other issues. I there was kind of wondering, Gary, if... Uh, I'm sorry, what? I was kind of wondering if uh, there's any inventory left at Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. Because <laughs> he brought so many guns up here, it's like I can't imagine that they would still have any products in stock. It's the passel of pistols, you know. I brought, yes. I brought a bunch. But no, it, it's good. Yeah, we got, got some inventory, so that, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, Brian, which you will each take one uh, and test it and make sure that it's... And in, in about 10 or 15 years uh, after we're through testing, we'll, <laughs> we'll give it back to Extended them. test drive. Well, sometimes, you know, they, they may fail 10, 15 years down the road. Well, I doubt that. But, um, yeah, we would be happy to uh, uh, get these uh, sold to you, and you can uh, so, no, no, run no, them hard. No, and, no, no. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he we'll take them in on trade later on. He, he said sold, Brian. I, yeah. I don't remember that being part of the conversation. Well, Listen. Big, big money operators, you know, I understand. There are two different uh, schools of thought on mass shootings in the United States. Um, and, and literally, uh, on Twitter, these two comments came out. Mass shootings are rising faster around the world than in the United States. And the other one was, mass public shootings are rising faster in the United States than the rest of the world. <laughs> They, uh, it seems as though those both can't be right, can they? Yeah, you'd think that there would be, like, one or the other, they can't both be right. Two different papers. One of them uh, was Dr. John Lott, who's been a guest on this program several times. Uh, and for, for those of you who are not familiar, and I'm sure most everybody who's listening is, John Lott started off, and by the way, he's a, a professor of economics, etc. And he started off setting out to prove gun control works. He believed in gun control. Then he started doing the research, and when he was finished, the book More Guns, Less Crime came out. He literally educated himself and came to the conclusion that he was wrong. So now he's pro-Second Amendment, pro-concealed carry. On the other side is Adam Langford. Uh, Langford is an anti-gunner, anti-Second Amendment guy. And they each came out with these papers arguing that mass public shootings are or are not worse in the United States than elsewhere. Uh, Lott uh, has the Crime Prevention Research Center. Uh, he published a paper which basically concludes mass public shootings were globally more frequent elsewhere and that their rate on a per-population basis was rising faster outside of the United States. Uh, Adam Lankford published his paper and uh, later produced an updated version back in, tw in 2019 uh, and concluded private gun ownership was the primary driver of mass public shootings and that we, the United States, had the most common, uh, were the most common place for these. It's amazing how two very well-educated people looking at the same issue 
could come up with such incredibly different conclusions. But then uh, the folks over at gunfacts.org did a deep dive into methodology and input. And you know what the old computer saying is? I know Brian has worked a lot with computer. It's garbage in, garbage out. Indeed. Um, so with Dr. Lott, uh, USA, percent of global mass shootings, he says 2%. Langford says 31%. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lott, uh, when it comes to the number of perpetrators, he says any. Langford says just one. Uh, the span of time for Lot was 98 to 2015. Langford was 1966 to 2012. Then you get into the meat of this thing, the sources. John Lott looked at University of Maryland Global Terrorism Database, used LexisNexis, used the World Wide Web, and uh, Langford, uh, the New York City Police Department active shooter report, and the FBI's active shooter report, and that's it. So he didn't uh, even seek any international sources. Well, this gets even more interesting to, to because do a he only looked. Survey? He only looked at English language reports. Langford did. <laughs> John Lott. That, that will that will limit the uh, the amount of mass shootings in the world you're able to read about. John Lott looked got six different uh, languages. Got people who speak these different languages to look into uh, European uh, and worldwide uh, cases. Uh, the number of mass public shootings reviewed. I love this. Langford looked at 292 and came to his conclusion. John Lott looked at 2,834. More than 10 times as many to get yes. his stats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one of these guys is doing well, a deep you, dive. If you cherry pick your sample size, you can get the results you're looking for, right? That's That apparently is what this, uh, what this concludes. Uh, gang and drug crime. Uh, John Lott didn't include gang war and and drug crimes. Uh, but, you know, apparently Langford did include some. And then there's the, the very definition of what a mass public shooting is. So uh, Lott looks at four people uh, plus in a single location. But Langford looks at four people plus in multiple locations. So some guy flips his lid, shoots his wife, go kills his in-laws, uh, and then uh, goes to work and shoots his boss. That's a mass public shooting. It's not the very definition of a mass public shooting. So they both used a lot of different um, scenarios and a lot of you know different resources. But the, but the conclusion from Langford is woefully inadequate. Um, he missed all kinds of information. He won't share his data. <laughs> he won't make his data public? No, John Can't Lott. Do that. Is, uh -uh. Yeah, yeah, well, John Lott has tried to get his hands on, uh, on his raw data, and he won't share it. So, just trust him. Yeah, just, just take his word for it. It comes down to who do you believe? Uh, and, and for me, and I'm sure you guys, it's, uh, it's John Lott's work. But I have a question for you, and I'll let you mull this over during the break, and then we'll chat about it. People, if you're, uh, if you're interested in uh, chiming in on this topic, uh, you can call us at 800-529-5572 or at 874-9390. Suppose the statistics and the uh, investigation actually revealed 
that because we have access to firearms, we are more deadly. Suppose, and, and we don't, none of us believes that, but suppose it did. Would that change your mind on the Second Amendment? 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572. Gary on Guns, Hot Talk 93.9. Hey, welcome, glad to have you with us, glad to be with you. Larry Whalen on board from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Yeah, and we've looked at all kinds of research and all kinds of data, and we've talked about them all on this program. And it seems to me that uh, the most in-depth research indicates that, uh, you know, having a gun is perfectly safe, uh, that generally speaking it leads to less crime, blah, blah, blah. We all know this. But suppose it wasn't true. Suppose the statistics indicated that our uh, Second Amendment led to more people being shot and killed in the United States than elsewhere. I'm asking you to put, you know, like <laughs> put your common sense on the table. Forget the forget the truth. Try to believe this. Would that change your mind about the Second Amendment? 874-9390-800-529-5572. If real research indicated that our Second Amendment and the availability of firearms led to more murders with guns, would you would you be in favor of gun control. Give me a call. Let me know what you think. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com and send me a message. Uh, it'll show up right here in the studio. Larry, if it turned out that was the case, would it change your mind on the Second Amendment? Um, Gary, I, I no, it would not. Um, you know, the, the reason we have a Second Amendment is, uh, you know, in order to... <laughs> we can't give up that right. And... You know, the, the the framers were so wise in the way they put together uh, the Bill of Rights, um, and, and we should not voluntarily give those up. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely not. It would not change my mind. But yeah, it, it's so far, it, <laughs> I can't even get my mind around that idea that, this, that, that it would be mathematically true that we are, they are, we are less safe because of them. Well, we're we not. Know. We are more safe because of them because the criminals are going to have them, whether the law-abiding citizens have them or not. Yeah, we, and we, we've got to maintain that. We know that the logic doesn't help, doesn't hold up, and we know that uh, if you do a deep dive into the numbers, it's not the gun. We also know that you know it, if it's the gun, then it's the fork that causes obesity. Uh, it's matches that cause uh, yeah. arson, well, et cetera. I, I just I just basically can't hold my breath long enough to uh, <laughs> to think like a liberal. I apologize. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just hit you in the head with a hammer, so, and, and, and that might do it. It might, yeah. Um, but but the fact is. Uh, that the Founding Fathers didn't give us the Second Amendment to defend ourselves against the bad guy. No. They didn't give us the Second Amendment so that we could go out hunting for deer and have something to eat at night. Absolutely not. They gave us the Second Amendment because they knew that eventually the government would would end up turning into a tyrannical power form and that we would then have the ability to resist, to fight back. And that's the point of the Second Amendment. Everything else about it is great, that we have the right to defend ourselves, uh, and that we can go out hunting, uh, and, and that we can enjoy these, uh, you know, the, the contests that we all get involved in and have fun shooting. All that is nice. But the primary purpose was to defend us 
against a tyrannical government, well, and they yeah. said so. Yeah, it was that's absolutely it. It was to keep the government in check and and to to keep the the power balance in the people in we the people, and that's that's the foundational reason we have it. And the the founders again were such visionaries; they understood that governments will continue to grow and and erode rights uh because they had seen it that's the reason they were creating a, a new country from whole cloth yeah and they've and they've literally literally they they had to get their own muskets they had to get their own guns to drive the british out they certainly knew that you weren't going to go to the to the central government and say give us some guns so we can fight you <laughs> i mean it, it just it doesn't make sense although um seems like our current administration's doing that <laughs> uh, thanks don't, joe don't don't put me into monday through friday sorry Tre yeah, treasonous acts of arming <laughs> the enemy i don't know it seems like a <laughs> impeachable offense yeah he doesn't mind he doesn't mind arming uh, the afghan rebels but okay um there is it's something really remarkable that's going on in the state of Missouri. And all of the other states are, are struggling to keep up with us. I mean, this is really amazing. For instance, uh, Ohio is just uh, getting in some legislation to protect the Second Amendment, and, and I'm really happy for them. But we've got the Second Amendment Preservation Act. We've got uh, permitless carry reciprocity with I, I guess just about every other state in fact if you go to Missouri from any state in the Union as long as you can legally own a gun uh, you're not a felon or etc you can conceal carry other states are trying to catch up to us but it is really remarkable in the state of Missouri just how Second Amendment friendly they are more Second Amendment friendly Texas just uh, just started uh, permitless carry uh, a, a month or two ago. Arkansas, I think, was looking at some legislation along those lines. Other states are trying to come up with their own version of the Second Amendment Preservation Act. I think there's a, a hat uh, tip due uh, to the Republicans in the legislature and, frankly, the governor. Because they're the ones that made this happen. And absolutely, they they know the the framework that uh, the Second Amendment Protection Act uh, has in it is being used uh, by more and more states uh, to forward similar two uh, A friendly uh, legislation, and it's it's great to see that spreading. But yeah, the uh, the the House, the Senate here in Missouri did did great work, uh, drafted a you know absolute great piece of legislation to uh, to perf to defend um, government overreach, and I'm I'm glad they did. Really glad the governor signed it. You know, Larry, while we're talking about, uh, you know, thanking these legislators, we really could go all the way back uh, to one of the champions of this. Uh, and and if a friend of, of both of ours, he, he has his own website, LearnToCarry.com. His name is Tim Oliver. Absolutely. Uh, Tim, years and years ago, uh, was going down to the Capitol, uh, lobbying legislators, uh, and pushing to get us concealed carry. Yeah, without his work, I don't think we would have seen concealed carry, um, you know, approved in the state. And he he really did. He was the the lead lobbyist um, for that pro for that process, and uh, educated a lot of the legislators, uh, you know, about 
how that was going to be okay. You know, the 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 knee jerk reaction was blood in the streets. Oh my gosh, we give these people permits to carry guns. There'll be gunfights every Tuesday, and you know none of that panned out. All you know, the legal concealed carry holder is uh, far less likely to be involved in uh, in armed conflict than uh, than even police. Yeah, so. more law-abiding than even law enforcement. Yeah. So, it's, uh, so I want to take a moment just to say thank you to Tim Oliver. Absolutely. And to Mona, who, you know, behind every great man. Well, she did all the work. Come on. Yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim used to come on the program every week. Uh, he is just a, a cornucopia of knowledge on uh, how to handle a firearm, uh, what the gun laws are, uh, he's just uh, done uh, yeoman's work. Uh, so, Tim, if you're out there listening, buddy, thank you. Big shout out. Yep. Yeah. Did thank you. did really really great. Be work. kind of fun to know how many people he's trained um, to to get, get, gotten qualified to get their concealed carry permit because he's run those classes for decades. He's just really good. Yeah. He's he's the one that uh, taught me. Uh, and well, my he wife. had some students that passed too. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just chat with Brian for a while. Hi, how are you? Brian, you actually took classes from Larry, I did, too, yes. didn't you? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was an excellent course. It yeah. took, took a while, but uh, I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Well, and that's still why I, I really encourage you. I'm, I'm glad that Missouri has permitless carry. I think that was, that was a great benchmark. But I, it's still so important because, as you said, Brian, you learned so much yes. in, in, the, in the state-formatted seven- or eight-hour class. Yes. There, there's so much that you don't know you don't know. Yeah, and, right. uh, you know, for those people that are, that are going to, to carry um, permitless, I still encourage you to take that class. And then if you ever wanted to get a permit so you'd have reciprocity in other states, you've already got that class done. You can go to the county at any time and present that credential to get your permit to carry um, in other states, which is, which is hugely valuable. But the information you're going to get out of that concealed carry class will, will stay with you forever, and it's going to prepare you much better to be a good uh, concealed carry uh, citizen. Yeah, I can remember sitting in the car during a break talking to Gwen about the stuff we didn't know and what we had to figure out because uh, he really goes into some great detail about m- your mindset, when you should fire and when you shouldn't, when you should draw your weapon, when you shouldn't uh, and under what circumstances. Really great. So Tim Oliver, thank you. Alright, we got a whole bunch more including a study about concealed carry holders. We'll chat about it next on the Gary and Gun Show. 36 minutes after the hour, Larry Whaling on board from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And we were talking about uh, the Second Amendment and its origin and what it really is for. And Brian and I were kind of kicking this, or all three of us were, I guess, uh, about uh, why, you know, the, the reason is, we have the Second Amendment, the reason is to defend ourselves uh, if we have a tyrannical government. And then Brian asked me, uh, do we have a tyrannical government? And I said, yes. I think we already do. Yeah, what's the trigger point? You know, what's the, what's the, the point that would, that would push people to, to take up arms and, and hold their government accountable? Um, you know, it, it's not something that uh, you, you can talk about lightly. Uh, but, you know, when, when we've got a federal government that doesn't stay within the bounds of the rule of law, who holds them accountable when... When we're going to have, um, you know, our Fourth Amendment uh, rights uh, stripped away with our, our banking privacy uh, becoming, you know, federal record, anything over six hundred dollars, 
you know, when when we have mass, oh, you know, mass wiretapping of, of our of our phones and, and recording of our conversations from the Snowden release, what well, you know, why wasn't that a trigger point? Why are we allowing our, our government to continue to create new authority that they do not have? You know, vaccine mandates from the White House. The president does not have authority to do that legally, but they're going to. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll do that. You know, there's been a lot of people already vaccinated. We're not gonna not gonna get upset about it. Well, yeah. When are we going to get to the point that we hold them accountable and hold them accountable to to simply follow the law and not create up new create new authorities uh, at at a whim? Well, I wouldn't worry too much about that six hundred dollar withdrawal thing because if you're looking for tax cheating billionaires. Um, they're the ones who, you know, who they're going to go after for 600 bucks. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because that makes sense, right. you know. Yeah. So you, you're going to nail them on a $600 deal. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but my, my point here is, yeah, we've got the government trying to force a needle into the arms of people who don't want it. We've got a government that takes your income. You know, what, what is slavery but working uh, for no pay? Yeah. Or for, you know, somebody else to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Well, the government does that with, with the income tax. Um, we've got a government that will tell you what you can do on your own land. We've got a government that charges you, uh, and this is at the state and local level, for stuff you already own. You know, it, <laughs> Yeah. It, it, because you'll never own it. You, you never own your car. You never own your house. Yeah. Uh, you're always paying rent to the county. So at what point... Is it a tyrannical government? Well, I would argue we're there. They tell you how much you can get paid, uh, how much you can take home. They force you into their retirement program. Uh, they force you out of the free market health care. They regulate everything. You can't name three things the government doesn't tax or regulate in some level. So I would argue we're there. The next question that Brian threw at me, and I, Brian, I should let you host this segment of the program. No, I was just throwing these things out there because I've thought about it countless times. It's like, well, if the government got so out of hand, and you said to me, they're already out of hand. It's like, well, yeah, I agree with you, but would people actually come out and stand up and fight back? Because we, we couldn't go up against, the, as Joe Biden pointed out uh, several months ago, we have F-16s, we have nukes. It's like, well, he's right in a respect. And that army just got ran out of a country after 20 years right. of, of insurgency. So, no, you don't need nukes and, and F-15s uh, to, to push, a government, push back on a government. But you do need people that are willing to push back. And, you know, with the, the federal, uh, with the FBI becoming involved in school board um, meetings... And, and, you know, again, a, a complete creation of authority that they do not statutorily have, um, you know, to, to squash uh, the, the dissent that parents are voicing in school board meetings. Yeah, um, that is you know, tyrannical. That is tyrannical. And I've never been to a school board meeting, but I will be at the next one because you've got a, a, a White House complicit in, in creating this narrative that there's violence going on at these school board meetings because... Parents are going there and telling the school board, we don't want this, this curriculum taught to our students. And, you know, to have legislators say, well, you know, parents shouldn't be involved in, in you know, education decisions is absolutely wrong. And I, I, I will be there to voice my opinion that critical theory 
race, gender, whatever it is, critical theory is Marxist theory, and I don't want it taught in the schools I pay taxes for. Would it be better to homeschool your kid as opposed to yeah, going there? Yeah, and... that, but you're paying the taxes anyway. I understand. So go there and tell them you don't want this taught to other people's kids, even if you have the luxury of taking your kids out of the public school. Right. Because so many people won't be able to get their kids out, and this stuff soaks in. And when, you, when you're teaching division like this, not the mathematical kind, right. but <laughs> posing people against people based on skin color... This is tyrannical. This is Marxist, and this is to divide our country and tear us down. This is not to build us up. So we all agree that we are experiencing, at almost every level of government, tyranny. Now the next question is, at what point do you say, that's it, I've had enough, I'm going to, you know, try to tear this down? Well, you don't, you don't tear it down violently. You tear it down by showing up at the meetings and showing the, the school board that there are many more people that are opposed to this than the, than the Marxist minority that are pushing this Marxist agenda. All right. and, I, don't, you know, I don't think that's going to work. And I'll tell you why. And, and it goes back to your schooling thing, question. Uh, so many of these kids uh, have been ushered through the, the progressive school system and have not been taught about the Bill of Rights, don't understand the Constitution, don't know the doctrine of enumerated powers, don't realize the limitations on federal prosecutions, because there really are only six or seven crimes. They're, gonna, they're coming out the other side thinking that this is the way life is, and the first person who stands up and says, that's it, I've had it, is, is, they're going to be excoriated in the media uh, and ultimately end up dying for nothing. Uh, because they're going to change anything, and these people are just not going to be uh, willing to vote the bad guys out of office. I, I'm I, not. I'm not as hopeless as you are, Gary. I'm. I'm really not. I. I. I, I think that we have a chance, uh, and and the the left has not shown as th their their Marxist hand near as much as they as they have in, in the past uh, eight months. They they have really shown the the, the colors that they the, the direction they want to push this country, and there's a lot of pushback. And I think that uh, in this next set of midterms, we have a chance to really show that at the federal level. Um, and it needs to be, come from the local level and go up because I I do not want to live in a socialist country. I, you know, America was built on individual liberties, and that is that is what we will go back to. But we've, but all, we've we, got to continue to voice that. Don't we already live in a socialist country? There are many aspects that are, but we, it doesn't mean that we can't, eat, we can't eat away at that. I don't know. I'm going to turn this over to the phones. 874-9390, 800-529-5572. Larry thinks that we can fix this uh, at election time. And by the way, as a libertarian, I am committed to that as the solution. But I don't think it's going to work. I, I just don't think we're going to get enough people willing to, uh, to stand up and say, no, we've got to stop doing this. Because everybody's got their pet project. Everybody gets some benefit from something uh, that the federal government does even though they're taking from one to give to the other. I just, I don't see people waking up to it. But but let me know what you think. 874-9390, 800-529-5572. Give me a call. 
do you think that we are going to continue down the road of socialism unabated, or do you think that uh, in, until the system collapses uh, and an armed revolt uh, shows up, or do you think that we can educate enough voters to turn this around? Give me a call or go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. It's Gary on Guns, Hot Talk 9390. In about 15 minutes, we are going to go through a series of firearms that Larry has brought into the studio. So many cool guns. I'm telling you, one <laughs> one I've been drooling over all morning. Oh, man, is that neat. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that in about 15 minutes. Larry, of course, from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Uh, and we were talking about uh, the reason we have the Second Amendment is... Uh, to uh, overturn a tyrannical government, should it come to that, I argue that we do have one now. Uh, Larry thinks we can, uh, you know, with educated voters, turn things around. Uh, I tend to think not. I, I think we're going to go down the proverbial porcelain receptacle. It'll end up being an armed conflict, uh, and, and just not going to change. You want in on this eight hundred five two nine five five seven two or eight seven four ninety three ninety. Uh, you can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message Mike did. He said, people are currently seeing what progressive socialism really looks like. If they're wise, they'll reject it. The key word being wise. And that's where I think we run into trouble. I think you got all these kids indoctrinated in public schools that ought not to exist to begin with. Uh, and and they're, they're, not, they're not going to... Uh, to be on board. Well, Gary, and, and it could be that, that the the left, the Marxist left, has decided that we already have enough of our uh, indoctrinated youth that we can we can do, we can do this in the light of day now, um, and that 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 could be their the reason um, that we see all of this very rapid socialist uh, swing uh, during this administration. So it could be that they think they've got the numbers. I'm I'm hedging that they do not. I think there are enough. People that that understand every time socialism is tried, it fails. Um, that, you know, if if they <laughs> if they would be students of history, they would understand that. <laughs> you mean if they, they went if they went to a school that taught them? <laughs> <laughs> I see why they did the schools first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I, th I still think we can. I still think we have a chance. I, I really do, Gary. I'm I'm more optimistic about this than you are. Well, I I actually hope that I'm wrong. I really do. I hope that I'm wrong. Um, but I'm going to move on because we've got uh, a study that I promised I would talk about. More than 21 million concealed carry holders were up 10 plus percent in 2020. Uh, the story is at Bearing Arms. We knew that the great gun run of 2020 led to millions of new gun owners. But according to a new report from the Crime Prevention Research Center, that's John Lott. It also led to a huge increase in the number of individuals licensed to carry a firearm, which is something that we all encourage. People should get uh, take the class, uh, at least. Uh, they uh, apparently an estimated 21.5 million concealed carry licenses across the country, uh, and the rate of growth is phenomenal, up 48% over the past five years, uh, and 10.5% increase in 2020 alone. And that doesn't even include um, states like Missouri and Texas and, and others that are allowing uh, permitless carry. It is not. And, and, and even the anti-gun people can't find a correlation between the increased sale of firearms and the new firearms owners and the murder rate. The murder rate's going up. you got correlation, but you don't have causation. 
Uh, and I think this is great. Well, Women are, and I think there's causation between the murder rate going up and the uh, percentage of gun owners going up because we're seeing law enforcement's efforts certainly, uh, you know, historically uh, defund the police movements um, have, don't make people feel comfortable. And um, some of those people, you know, that have never wanted to have a firearm in their life realize, man, I could be responsible for my own safety, um, you know. You could have to be. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that the murder rate is, is corollary to um, the firearms ownership rate. I, th- I think that people I are seeing so. that and, and going, man, I should have an op. I should have a fire extinguisher before there's a fire. I think so the murder I, I rate. That's what we're seeing. <clears throat> I think the murder rate is going up because we're uh, defunding the police. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I think. The, oh, okay. I defund, you were saying no, that the, the defund police effort, the the murder, the, the crimes going unsolved, and 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 the criminals going unpursued by law enforcement because of defunding, not because of their lack of willingness, um, have driven more buyers into the firearms world. Yeah, I, I, uh, but what I was pointing out, and I think this is what you were saying, is it's not because there are more firearms sold or more new gun owners. It's because of the lack of uh, uh, support for law enforcement. Uh, when you know that there are very, you know, way fewer police officers out there, uh, and that if they do anything, they're going to be second guessed and crucified, uh, then you're you're going to take more chances. And I think that's what we're seeing, especially in cities like. Uh, New York City and uh, Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Washington. Let me go grab a couple of quick phone calls here. John, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are, uh, Gary and Gun Show. I'm sorry. How are you? I'm good, Gary. Uh, Larry, nice to be today, too. Uh, I had a call. I had a talk with Ron Calzone down in Jefferson City. And... Uh, I asked him, point up, straight up. I said, you know, you you see what's going on. You you follow. At, you know, we're we're well informed. I said, is there any way to stop this agenda without physical force? And he said, unfortunately, no. I said, well, that's kind of what I was thinking because you can talk to these people till you're blue in the face, and they'll just ignore you. They they break the law. They ignore it because nobody holds them accountable. They're well aware of what they're doing. Uh, the schools are critical to them. Look what the uh, attorney general is doing now. Uh, they can going to make people into criminals for for wanting to see what's going on with their kids. And you're right. The only way to stop that is to take your kids out of school and homeschool them yourself. But I'm, I think Larry is wishful thinking. And I, I, I wish it could be that way, but I just don't see how it's going to happen because when this country was formed, there was a lot of attitude like there is now against the crown, against the monarchy, and a small percentage carried it through. Uh, they're coming after everything we have to defend ourselves, and they're coming after everything that we own. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard to get to that tipping point or to know what it is. All right, John, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show, uh, Gary and Gun Show. Uh, I got a message on Facebook. Uh, I teach government. We're discussing enlightenment thinkers. I asked students, um, would they rather have a government whose purpose was to protect their liberties or to keep them safe? The response was disheartening. Oh no! A vast majority said safe. Yeah, and that—that's why you see, you know, such 
press about all of the you know it, it's it's crisis to crisis and 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 the, the press is complicit in in continuing to forward the the crisis whatever it is and and that that breeds fear and people look for that protection from their government and will give up rights uh, for that for that safety um, you, it's really ex- unfortunate you're exactly right that's exactly how this deteriorates let me go grab how much time do i have brian one minute Oh, all right, Chris, hang on. We're going to get to your call uh, right after the news, and then we're going to jump in and start talking about some of the things that are laying on the console here that are really, really remarkable, but will be available for you if Brian and I don't manage to sneak them out the door first. (laughs) Uh, I've got adoption papers. From Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Do they get the Gary Mm. Nolan discount? Oh, no, no, they get to just pay retail. They don't have to pay 20 over like you. (laughs) (laughs) Gary on Guns, Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle.